I will listen for what the Lord my God has to say. Surely he will speak of peace to those who love you and who are faithful. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic Conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined, as always, by my friend, my pal from Rockville Center, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is good. And the topic that you have selected for our conversation this time is, is a good one. Private revelations and what they mean. And by that, you mean things that are revealed to us by God. Now, there's a distinction between public and private revelations. I mean, first of all, as Catholics, we believe God reveals himself through Scripture. The Bible is God's revealed word to us. And properly understood, we encounter God in the Bible. So that's obviously public revelation. But to start us off, what's the difference between that, Frank, and private? Well, public revelations are those that God has revealed and that we must believe in in order to be saved. For example, we must believe that Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary, that he suffered, died, and was buried, and that he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven. That's part of the deposit of faith. Right. And there is nothing new to be added, and nothing needs to be removed from that deposit of faith. Right. Private relations are heaven-sent messages that promote devotions to help us live out the unchanging faith in our lives. You know, they don't hold the same weight as public revelations and are not necessary uh, necessary beliefs for our salvation. Okay, but that, that says to me that, that private revelations are messages or inspirations that come from God and are available to all of us, right? I mean, I wrote an entire book, you know, based on the question, right. does God speak to us? What about me? And I maintain that God speaks to many different people in many different ways. Right. He, he it, God allows private revelations because he has something important to say to us. He wants us to better understand his teachings. Right. And I'll give you two examples. One is the revelation of the sacred heart to St. Margaret Mary. It was directed first towards her and then to the entire church. It started first Friday devotions to the sacred heart of Jesus, and many blessings have come to the church from this widespread devotion. Yeah. The second example, of course, is Our Lady of Fatima and the devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Sister Lucia had a revelation. The Blessed Virgin rested her hand on her shoulder and showed her a heart encircled by thorns, which she was holding in her hand. At the same time, the child she was holding said, have compassion on the heart of your most holy mother, covered with thorns, with which ungrateful men pierce at every moment, and there is no one to make an act of reparation to remove them. Then Our Lady said to her, look, my daughter, at my heart, surrounded with thorns and with ungrateful men that pierce me every moment by their blasphemies and ingratitude. You at least try to console me. And say that I promise to assist, I promise to assist you at the hour of death with graces necessary for salvation. This is how the first Saturday devotion came about. Right. When Our Lady came, she asked us, one, that we pray the rosary daily, two, that she offers sacrifices of daily duties, three, that she that she received Holy Communion on the first Saturday of every month, and four, 
that she and we consecrate ourselves to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. No, oh, that's a that's a large one. And okay, so those two are great examples. They're private revelations, which are then shared with others and are approved of by the bishops and the clerics of the right. church. And then they become widely practiced devotions throughout the entire church. And as you were talking, I thought of Sister Faustina, who believed that Jesus was telling her to create this image of the risen Christ, you know, with the rays of, of blood and water flowing from his side, an image which is known well known to all of us now, which she did do. And that's become the image that we celebrate for inspiration on Divine Mercy Sunday. Yes, you have to remember, just because someone says they received a private revelation, it doesn't mean it's true. And we are not required to believe it. You know, what we have to do is wait for the church's judgment on these different revelations. And the church is very slow to move on these cases because there's been so many cases of fraud and 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 lying and so so they never rush this process it's, yeah, it's if so. long arduous but it's but it's eventually you know come comes to fruition if if it's true and look, if somebody comes out and says i was i i god told me to do something bad you know awful the church would of course not recognize that but when you go back in church history i mean francis of assisi heard jesus speak to him from the crucifix you talk about a private revelation. Go rebuild my church, which is falling down. Francis thought that God wanted him to physically rebuild the collapsing church building at San Damiano. So he started making repairs. But what he really did was help the church of the Middle Ages revive and grow out of this private revelation. And to this day, the Franciscans continue to care for the poor, reignite people's faith, and spread the gospel of love throughout the whole world. But, you know, I also believe, Frank, that God speaks to all of us today again in different ways, God speaks to us when we're asleep through our dreams and when we're awake. God speaks to us through other people. Things come to us and through nature itself. I think if we have a healthy prayer life, which includes expressing our awareness of God in our lives and our gratitude to God, then our relationship with God evolves into like a dialogue whereby we learn about ourselves and what God's will is for each one of us. Yeah, it's true. Many people receive, and we all have, some subtle signs when we're in need. Uh, something as simple as a, a beautiful bird or a cloud appearing in a meaningful moment. Right. Um, something a priest says at Mass that, that pertains to our particular situation. Or somebody says something to us right. that, that absolutely is, is advice that's kind of heavenly. message. Spent, right? Right. And, and of course, we all know the elevation of bread and wine at the Eucharist when, when Jesus truly becomes present to us. I'm sure people experience you know, profound private relations that at that moment. But it's very important that we're open to it. And you're open to it when you're in the state of grace. When you're not in the state of grace, you're in the dark. So it's very well, important, like we always talk about, to stay in the uh, state of grace. Jesus said, when, when you pray, go to your inner room and close the door and pray to your father in secret. And your father who hears in secret will repay you. I mean, if you ever experience, any of us, a deep sense of inner peace at some moment at, in the middle of the night, or if you've been hurt and later on felt a deep sense of consolation, right. I mean, that's, that's the peace of God whispering to you, I believe. 
Yeah, sometimes during difficulties, God can seem distant from us, but by breathing prayer regularly, sincerely to God over time, God will reveal his love for each and every one of us, Frank. Amen, Deacon. I love it. Folks, don't forget to like us and follow us and send us an email. We're getting some nice notes at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot. I'll talk to you next time, okay? God bless. Thanks, Deacon.